Lord, I just want to thank you for this time that we get to come in here and learn more about your word. Uh, God, it's something that we thank you for every week. God, it's also something we thank you for every day, the fact that we have your word to live by as a guide and the fact that you wrote it on the tablet of our hearts. Lord, that you remind it to us when we're praying and God, we're struggling in this, in this world, in this life, and, and you remind us that you remind us that, that you love us and that you care for us and that you're here for us and that you're going to be with us. So, Lord, I just I pray that you would speak through your word tonight, and that's all that you would speak through, and, and that you would just use me as, as a tool in your hand, and that uh, people's hearts would be changed, not by my words, but by your words, because they're the only words that have the power to change. Lord, it's in your name we ask these things. Amen. So, dang, my bad. I was really awkward, like silence. I was looking like, is she giving me the look like I need to come up here or something, or what's she doing? I don't know what's going on. And this thing just appeared up here. Like it did not so long ago. I was, whoever does this, uh, good job. But okay, so we're starting a new series tonight. But I just kind of want to preface it by saying that we talk about faith all the time. We almost hear it just about every week we talk about faith. We know and we believe that it's by grace through faith that we are saved. And we also hear it in other ways, too, like, um, like when we're talking about different religions of the world or we're talking about what other people believe, we talk about their faith. We'll say, well, their faith is different than our faith. Or you might even hear it in, um, in conversations about evolution, and uh, you might hear, like, the, the person talking about evolution, and then you got someone talking about Jesus, and, and someone, the person talking about Jesus is going to be like, well, to me and what I see, it, it takes more faith to believe what you believe than it takes to have, you know, to have faith in Christ. It takes more faith to do that. Or we might even say, in, in certain circumstances, say, um, say someone has cancer, something very very serious, something you don't take lightly at all. No matter what kind of cancer, what stage, when you hear that word, it sends a shock to your body, especially if it's someone close to you. And you might even hear somebody say, you just have to have faith. And, you know, you pray for healing, and, and you pray that, that God would just would take that away, or God would use the doctors, or that God would... Uh, that God would just somehow make that clear up. And you say, you have to have faith. We'll say, well, it's not going away. Well, you need to have more faith, right? You hear that. We hear that you need to have, that it's almost like your faith is quantified. Like, you just got to have more of it. You don't have enough because, you know, you just got to keep having faith and keep putting more into that and believe that they will be healed and that they will be. So we hear faith. A lot. We hear faith in a lot of certain situations, a lot of different situations, uh, church, outside of church. We talk about faith. Even someone who doesn't even know God, they'll say the word faith sometimes. And it's just, it's just a word that we use all the time. But what exactly is faith? What is it? And I started, I just kind of came to my mind or whatever, and I was just thinking, what, what do I think is faith? And it's very, very hard. It's one of those words that you have to use the word faith to, de- like, to define the word faith. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those words you'd be like, well, what is faith? What? You know, like, like faith. You know, like, 
Like faith, that's all I how to say is just faith. You just got to have faith. It's just one of those words that we kind of know in passing when we're co- having a conversation with each other. We kind of know, like, oh, you just got to faith. Oh, yeah, you know. You just kind of, oh, you have faith. You know, we just know what that is. We perceive what that is, but we don't really know how to define it. Well, the Bible talks about what it is, so we're going to go to that. And really, our entire, like everything that we believe as Christians hinges on faith. We understand that. Everything hinges on faith. And I, I heard this in the movie. It's like everything hinges on the resurrection. Yes, but you have to have faith in that, right? You have to, it boils down to faith, and we are saved by faith alone and not by works. All these things, we know that. So it's very important, very almost the foundation, the base of what we're building our house on right here. This is the very base. This is the foundation of everything that we believe, everything that we are as Christians. So if you have your Bibles, if not, it's going to be on the screen, but if you have your Bibles, it's, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to start in verse 1. So in the first 10 chapters of Hebrews, we don't know who the writer is, but this guy was writing to a majority Christian population, but these people were Jews. These were Jews who had believed in the message of Christ. So they're coming from this system where they are, they are based, their mind and their brain and their actions, everything they do is programmed to be works-based. Everything they do, everything that their life is, they feel like they have to obey God's every law, and if they don't obey every single law perfectly or do certain ceremonies, traditions, all these kind of different things, if they don't do these right or participate in washing your hands a certain way, eating, not eating certain things, dressing a certain way, going to temple, doing a certain thing, saying certain things, keeping certain laws that really God did not say to keep. It was just something man-made. They were holding certain traditions up to God's word, and they believed all this. This was what they did. This is what they thought God was pleased with. And so when Jesus came, he had a whole different system going on. Really, it wasn't a different, it was different from their system, the one they made up, but it was no different than what God's word has always said. So he just came to try to correct that. And these people are, are transitioning from that. They're being deprogrammed and then reprogrammed to think in this way. So this writer is talking to these people, these Jews who are shifting from a works based to faith based salvation. And so that, that's kind of hard. It's really hard when you go from being, just doing things and, and having this pressure on you to be doing something all the time and to, to be so focused on your actions and then just to transition to faith, sometimes that would be, that'd be kind of hard to understand. But these people, what he's up to chapter 11, they are looking at in their minds... And this is kind of how we look at it too sometimes. But in their minds, they're looking at old way, new way. And they're not putting them together. They're, they're, they're separating them completely. And so now they're in a struggle like, well, whoa, whoa, which one's right now? Because I know it's the same God we're talking about here, but which way is right? And the whole first 10 chapters is like, 
is explaining the fact that the Old Testament, the Old Covenant sacrifices that they were making were meant to show that there was going to be an ultimate sacrifice. And that ultimate sacrifice is Jesus. And the whole first entire is putting Jesus way up here above anything, above angels, above all the priests. And he is the high priest. He is the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus is preeminent. He is the top. There's nothing else to gain, nothing on top of him. He is it. He is the end all, be all, alpha, omega. He is the son of God. He came to do all the works that they were thinking in their head that they had to do. He did that work. He did the work that only he could do. A human cannot do the work that Jesus did. this This person is trying to describe to these Jews what that is. So they've come all the way to Jesus They've come all the way to that, and they, they've said, okay, I believe in this. I, I'm, I'm going to try to transition from works-based to faith-based. They've come all the way to that, and they know, and they understand what Jesus did. They, they have an intellect. They know in their minds what Jesus did, but they have not fully trusted. They have not fully come all the way. They haven't fully gone all the way into Jesus. They've come right up to the edge and stopped. We're there. And I want to stop and talk about that for a second. Because there are so many people that have the knowledge, the intellectual understanding. They know in their brain and they know in their mind that Jesus did come. Jesus died on the cross for what? For your sins. And that that he had grace for us, even in our sin. And we only have to put our faith in him. We know all of that. We know so much more. We know that the Pharisees are bad. We should not be like the Pharisees. We know all kinds. We know about Peter denying Jesus. We know about Judas uh, betraying Jesus. And we know all about these kinds. Of, we know about the Bible, Right? We know these things. It's in our minds. But there are so many people here in the South, specifically is what I'm thinking of, because I've never been anywhere else in the world. But I've talked to so many people who have the intellect, who, who have the knowledge and the understanding of what Jesus did, but they have not come all the way to Jesus. They have not put their faith in Jesus. They say they do, but they have no idea what faith is is. They have no idea. Why? Because their life doesn't show it. They have this knowledge, but yet they have not come all the way to Jesus. So before we get into this, I want to ask you, is that you? Do you have the knowledge of Jesus? You just haven't given it everything to him. Do you know what he did? Do you know his love for you? But you haven't given everything. You haven't come all the way. You haven't put your faith in him. If you don't know what faith is, we're about to talk about it. So that's where we are, the first ten chapters. And in chapter 11, see this whole series is about, when we, right when we come to chapter 11, chapter 11 talks about ten different people or more. And each person is showing, is showing an act of faith. And each week when we go to a certain place in this chapter, next week it's going to be, it's going to be Abel. It's like by faith, Abel. And so we're going to go back to, to Genesis and talk about why Abel's life was characterized by faith. And it, 
by faith Abraham, by faith Enoch, by faith all these Old Testament people. So the fact that these people's minds were Old Covenant, New Covenant, they were separated. What the writer did is very clever because what he's doing is he's going back to all Old Testament people and he's showing the fact that they had faith. They were saved by faith too. It's, just, it's not just the new thing. It was supposed to be the thing all the way through, old and new. It was supposed to be faith. Even people before Jesus were saved by faith. So now we're going to talk about what faith is. Chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So, if you're just reading that, it is so hard. Y'all, this was so hard for me to wrap my mind around. I'm just looking at it like, what the crap did that just say? Like, I do not know what that just said. Like, I'm looking at it like, is the confidence that what we hope for, okay, so NLT must have changed. My Bible says something different. But it says, face the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. See, that's totally different. My, my Bible racked my brain. That's so much easier to understand. That's not even funny. Why didn't, why didn't I know that translation? That's crazy. All right, so y'all might have been able to understand that. It made me look like an idiot. But this is what I'm saying, okay? This is all I'm saying. The easiest way, and I, I'm sitting there looking at it, like, what does this mean? Because... The reality of it is, is it's invisible. We can't see it. We can't feel it. We can't, we can't touch it. We can't just grasp it. We can't look at it. And, and, and so, like, the reason why we know what yellow is is because we have eyes and we've put a name to this color yellow. Or that the reason that that is green is because, well, that color, let's just call it green. And so we have a, a perception in our mind. We have, we have an idea of what that looks like. But with faith, it's invisible. Faith itself is invisible. And what we have our faith in is invisible too. So it's so hard for me to wrap my mind around that. It's like it's the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. So, first of all, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And the ESV says it like this. Faith is the assurance of the things we hope for. And it is the evidence of things we cannot see. So what is faith not? Let's talk about that for a second. What is faith not? Faith is not a number. You cannot put a number on faith. You cannot say, if you have more faith, this person is more likely to be healed. It's... And a lot of uh, people say it as if it's a power within us to change something about the future. It, it, it's as if we're saying we can believe something into being. Well, if you just have faith, this will happen. As if God has not already sovereignly said this is what is going to happen. Faith is not something we believe into being. There's, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of people that will say that. And they may, they may, some of them don't, when people say, well, just have faith if somebody has cancer, don't, don't automatically think that's what they're talking about, because they may just be like, well, just have faith in Christ. Just, just trust Him through this whole thing. 
But if you, if, if you hear somebody talk about, if you have more faith, then this person is more likely to be healed. Or if you have more faith, you'll be more likely to have more money. Or if you have more faith, this will happen. As if we have a power to believe something into being. And that is not true. See, faith is a noun. It is not a verb. It's, it's a noun. It's something we possess. It's something we have. It's not something... It's not something that, that, it's not a power that we can, like, act out. We can't just, we can't force faith into something like that. Faith is something, it's just, it's a gift from God. And it's the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It's the confidence. Faith is the confidence. Faith is, is what puts inside of you. It's like a, it's a, there's a weight to it, is there not? If you have faith, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The fact that when you put your faith, in Christ, there's something, there's a weight, there, there's something in your heart that changes. There's a, there's a substance to it. And, and it gives us confidence that what we hope for, as in God's promises, the, the fact that, that what the Bible says is true, what we hope for, will actually happen. And it is the evidence of things we cannot see. So what does that mean? What is that saying? That's saying that your actions will be an evidence of what you put your faith in. Correct? Because there's so many different kinds. We can put our faith in so many different things. For example, if I put my faith in a relationship, okay? Just track with me. So let's pretend I'm not married. And let's pretend that I'm in the 10th grade. No, don't pretend I'm an age. Just pretend I got a girlfriend. And I've just been searching and searching for this girlfriend, for, for this perfect someone. And, and that's just going to solve my life. I'm not going to say that out loud. But I feel like that if this one person would just come into my life, it would just make things a lot easier. I wouldn't be so lonely I wouldn't, I wouldn't have so many issues that could help me through things. And, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to put all of my efforts into finding this. And, and, and when I get that person, I'm going to put all my efforts in, 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 into showing that person this love. And you put your faith in, I put my faith in that, okay? It's not a bad thing to love. I'm just saying, I'm I putting my faith in this relationship right now. Because I'm lonely, i got to have a fix. Because, because I, I need somebody in my life. So I'm going to put my faith in that. It's going it's to solve a couple of issues that i got. And you know what? I'm going to put my faith in something else to solve these other issues i got. And the evidence of my life, by me putting all my effort, my, this person being an idol in my life, being lifted up in my life, my, the evidence of my life, the, the actions that I'm doing is the evidence of what I'm putting my faith in. So it's very clear that I put my faith in this person, right? Because I'm, I'm putting them up here. I'm putting them up here. And so the faith is, is, is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And faith is the evidence of the things that we cannot see. So faith will change the way you live. And what should you have your faith in? You should have your faith in Christ. And in Christ alone. 
Your faith should be in Christ and in Christ alone. Nowhere else should you have your faith. Should you put all of your effort and all of your love and everything else to? Because, because Jesus, when you put your faith in Him, you love Him all the way. You don't put some of your love into Him and then something other else. You put your faith and you put your love, you put your effort, you put everything you have into Jesus. Why? Because someone asked me today, they said, so is it wrong to have your faith in multiple places? Yes, it is. Why? Because Jesus covers all the bases. There, there is not a single thing in your life. There is not a single situation. There is not a single thing that you could come against that Jesus does not cover. He covers marriage. He covers relationships. He covers the deepest and darkest of sins. There is nothing else worthy of putting your faith and love towards He will take care of you. You don't have to worry about anything. He talks about finances. He talks about everything. Jesus covers everything. Do we understand that? There is nothing that Jesus doesn't cover. So when we put our faith in Him, we're trusting Him with our entire life. With that being said, will your life not show where your faith is in Christ. Will your life not show that? If you are searching for satisfaction in anywhere but Jesus, you do not have faith. If you are searching for fulfillment in any other place besides Jesus, You do not have faith. If the overall pattern of your life is living for yourself and in sin, you do not have faith. You may have knowledge, but you do not have faith. The evidence of your life will show where your faith is. And I say, you know, I asked ask somebody today what they, what they think faith is, and he was like, it's really just every single day you, you, got, your, you got your trust and in, in, in belief in Jesus. He said, no, I'm not saying I'm going to mess up. I mean, I'm not going to mess up because I, I'm going to mess up, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at something else, and, and I'm going to try to find my fulfillment in something else sometimes, and, and, and that's called sin kind of thing. Like, I'm going to mess up sometimes, and I was like, but that's included in faith. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, I know I mess up every day. That's included in faith. Why? Because Jesus died for sin. And, and we understand that we're going to struggle with sin, but our heart is with Jesus. Our, our heart is not turned toward our sin anymore. It's, it's turned toward Jesus. So your sin is included in that faith. The mess-ups, everyday mistakes, the, the things that, that we just can't, we, can't, we can never not sin for the rest of our lives. That's, that's included in faith. But if your life's pattern is to follow yourself and you are not characterized by your faith in Christ, you may not have faith at all. 
Your faith in Christ will be evident in your everyday life. I promise you it will. God's Word says it, and it's truth. And so many people are so deceived. They've deceived themselves into thinking that faith is just a belief. It's just knowing that it happened. Knowledge and faith are two different things. Knowledge and faith are two different things. So we put the things that we hope for, let's go back to that, are the promises that God reveals to us in Scripture. And what are those? We put our faith in Jesus because of what he said, right? Isn't that what we do? What did he say? He said that he would forgive us of our sins. And mainly we would have eternal life and peace. And we have the Holy Spirit. All these different things that the Bible promises, that's what we put our hope in. We put our hope in that, that in the future, that will actually happen. When we die, everything that he promised will actually happen. That's what we put our faith in. And in our life, that compels us to live a certain way. That compels us to say, you know what? I don't want my sin anymore. It's like, it's like you're, you're walking down Times Square, and, and it's like the ball's about to drop. It's New Year's Eve, right? Well, everybody's walking toward the ball. Everybody's running towards the light. Man, it's about to be New Year's. I got to run. I got to go see the ball drop. And you're, at the, you're turning the complete opposite way. And, and the ball can be representative of the world. And, then, and you're going the other way. And, and the fact that, that you're, going, you're getting trampled. Everybody's like, what are you doing? The ball's about to drop. It's about to be New Year's. You won't be able to see it. Why are you going the other way? And, and not only that, you're, you're getting trampled, but you have the responsibility of grabbing other people and t- taking them the other way with you. And you're trying to get other people like, come on, it's not the right way. We're not going the right way. And there's a million other people going this way, so obviously it seems wrong. But that's kind of what faith looks like in this world. Because this world is not our home, and we understand that. We understand by our faith, the conviction that we have in our hearts causes us to even go against our own senses. We think that something is right, but that the Holy Spirit's telling us, no, that's wrong. And you go the other way. You do something opposite of what you even think is natural. And you go opposite of what people are saying. You go opposite of what the world is saying. You go opposite of what the culture is around you. Because your faith, the conviction in your heart is driving you to do something that is true. Something that you are hoping for will actually happen. And they can see that. People can see that in you. The fact that you are convicted. You are, there's, there's something inside of you. There, there's, there's something inside of you compelling you, driving you, motivating you to do something different. That's what faith looks like in this world. So, continue on. And it says, Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. So, it goes on to say, and th- this is where the writer gets clever, and he's talking to, to these Jewish believers who, who have not come all the way to Christ. They're just, they, just put their, they just know that this is what happened, and they want to believe it. And so he talks about these people of old. See, these people of old are all the Old Testament saints. That's all he talks about. He talks about Abraham. He talks about Moses. He talks about Noah. 
and specifically Noah. Just We're going to talk about him more in depth when we come to it. But just think about this for a second. So most of us, if our neighbors are kind of mocking us and, and telling us that, that we're not doing the right thing or, you know, we're, gonna, we're kind of going against the crowd, but they're like, man, you're an idiot. I don't know what you're doing. And, and you're like, we're just like, man, I can't take that. We're just like, man, I don't want to do that anymore. I ain't, I ain't talking to that person. And, like, and we just kind of go again. We don't want that. This dude, Noah, was so convinced. He had so much faith, not quantified, but his faith was so strong in him, is what I mean, that, that the evidence of his life showed where his faith was. And it was in the future promise of God. That God had promised him. And so he was so convinced of that. And the faith inside of him moved him to build a boat in a place that, has, that it has never rained. Think about that. That is crazy. That is against all grains. Like, I don't know what you're doing in your life. And if you feel like, you know, like dressing a certain way kind of puts you in a bind... This dude is building a boat in a place where there is no water at all. And he built it for over a hundred years. He was building it for over a hundred years. You think, just for a second, I mean, just think about it, like all these people coming to him, like wonder what he's doing, you know, like, hey, bro, you know, you haven't rained in a while. Um, I'm not sure why you're building a boat, but it's kind of weird. You know, that's what I'd be thinking. And it's just the fact that his faith in God, the faith in the promise that God had showed him was so strong. The conviction in his heart was so strong that nothing, it literally, it literally changed his life to where his life was his faith. That's strong, isn't it? His life was his faith. See, we talk about we got faith, but we have our own life. We go, we go do something totally different. But his faith literally was his life. It was the fact that he said God had promised him something, and he dedicated his entire life to that promise. And that's what faith looked like. And he uses all these people of old, these saints, these people that had their faith in God. He uses all these people, all these examples to convince them, hey, this is how it has always been. It has always been by faith. And this is what faith is. And then he gives us an illustration. It says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, and that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So, we have our faith and our hope for what is in the future, right? Everything we just talked about is something that is in the future. Eternal life comes in the future when we die. All these promises are going to be completed and fulfilled when we die and and in the future. And when Jesus comes back, that's a promise that we're looking forward to. That's the things we hope for. All those things are in the future. And it's kind of odd that he goes backward. And so what he did here was he went back to creation in Genesis, the very first part of the Bible. And so he's saying that by faith we understand that God created everything. 
What did God create everything with or out of? Nothing. From nothing came something because God said it. With God's work, God said something, and that something came to be. And so by faith, we understand that it's true because where are we now? We're in what he created. We can see that we we can see the evidence of what he did and what his word says. We're looking at at the oceans and, and the trees. We're looking at creation, the animals that are in it. We look at all this and we see that's evidence. So really, this is like a foundation. We 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 see that that we put our faith in something in the past that has already come true. This we are in creation. We are in what he created in Genesis. We can look back on that and see this is true. And it gives us a foundation to put our hope and our faith in something in the future and have even more assurance that it will come true, that it will actually happen. It will actually be a reality. And so, I guess I struggle with this message and I struggle with this, I say topic, with, with, with faith because you just can't explain it. You can't fully explain what it is. I can explain to you why 2 plus 2 equals 4. And I, you can fully grasp that idea. Every single area, you can grasp that. With faith, it's like you can't just explain it away. There's, there's no way to do it. And the only thing you can ask is, where is your faith? Look at your life. And you can see where your faith is. How much time do you spend watching TV? How much time do you spend on your phone? How much time do you spend talking to your friends? How much time do you spend trying to gratify self and buy for yourself? How much money do you spend on yourself and on your family? How much money do you give? I mean, we, we can ask question after question after question and you answer it yourself but but where is your faith do you have faith in Christ the fact that he died for us the fact that he has so much love for us that he came and said here let me do the work let me do the work and you put your burden on me you put your faith in me I will complete the task I will bring you back to the Father, to the one who created you. We put our faith in that. Do you have your faith in that? Uh, there's going to be a video, a little clip of, of John Piper uh, giving a little take on that. Maybe explain it better than me, but then we're going to have an invitation. So just listen to the video, and after that, if God is speaking to you, you just, you just pray. I feel like like your heart is just heavy and you don't know where your faith is. You feel like you feel like your life is just empty. Ask God about it. Have faith that, that He'll give you the answer. No video? Well. So 
There's no video. So I'm just going to pray. Lord, I just... God, all I can ask is that you would speak to hearts. And... Lord, that you would just use your word and that your word would penetrate hearts right now. Lord, it's so hard it's so hard to explain faith, and honestly, God, it's so hard to have it sometimes. So, Lord, if anybody in here is struggling with that, God, I pray that there would, God, there would just be a time right now where we can reflect on ourselves and be honest with each other, with ourselves, and, and, and be honest with the fact of where our faith is. God, we, we talked about all this, but God, sometimes it just doesn't make sense until we come to you. God, God faith did, didn't make sense until I came to you. I, I didn't know. God, I believed that you were real, but, but God, it didn't make sense to me until I came to you. Until I prayed and, and I, I needed to know who you were. God, that was a need in my life. I just didn't know until you showed me. And I pray that that would happen tonight and over the next few weeks. I pray that we'd just be honest with ourselves about where our faith is. And Lord, I, I just ask these things in your name. Amen. Mm-hmm.